The sermon for this evening is from the uh, book of Genesis, chapter 1, uh, verses 1 to 31. The sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, Apostles' Creed, Article 1. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, it has been a the family tradition of ours. I know my family is quite young, but it's been a tradition of ours for so many years that we've been a family to always have a, a quick getaway before the new school year starts. And just a few days ago, uh, we went up north um, just a little bit uh, to Pismo to the Pismo Beach area, and, and there we took in the sights, and we, we walked on the pier and, and walked through that small main street. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's a beautiful place, you know, you know, doing all the things that tourists would do, right? Uh, but soon after, you know, we, I know Dave uh, Bovey told us that uh, we should try to check out the Monarch Butterfly Farm. Even though it was the off-season, we, uh, we still want to check it out, and we went to Grover Beach, if you know where that is, Grover Beach. No? Grover Beach? <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> there at Grover Beach, was, it's roughly two hours away up north along the coast. Uh, we went to this butterfly farm, and, and, you know, we saw maybe, I think Zoe said she saw one butterfly. Usually there's, like, uh, many. It's like a, 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 a what are those called? Um, just a, a place where all the butterflies flock to at a certain time of the year. I mean, many uh, butterflies that flock together. But... Anyways, uh, to make the story short, uh, we, we went on this trail and, and soon we found a campsite and, and, and it was really close to the beach. And, and, you know, my wife said, you know, what? why don't we kind of walk close to the beach? And, and, you know, me being the enthusiast of exercise, um, said, okay, right? <laughs> so we went and, you know, when we were walking up the sand and all doing these things and, and you know, it was a crisp 68 degrees just the other day near the beach, right? It's so, so great, right? Sunny, blue skies, you know, we're rocking up the sand and, and there we had these trees, these branches and this shade and there overlooked probably 500 yards away we could see the ocean and, and I think I told my kids and I, and I said, this is it, like right here, like this is the spot, right? This is the place and, um, you know, I, was, I wish I could sit there a little longer but it reminded me constantly of, of God's creative hand, right? Like how meticulous he could be to work the way he does. I mean, we read the Genesis 1 text, and, and we've heard that time and time again. But just imagine that, right? By his very word, he makes it. And it was good, right? I know we read it, and, 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 and we've read it before. But to see God's creative design, his intelligent design, his, his power and wisdom and strength, it reminds us that, that, God, that God does indeed is our almighty God who creates and, and who sustains and who, who renews. And he, he reminds us that God, he, as we say it, um, creatio ex nihilo, that God creates everything from nothing. And by His power alone, His creative power, we are made to live under Him. Now, Article 1 of the Creed shows us who God is. That who this God is, is found in that passage in Exodus 20, that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. This is our God. 
Harrison writes in your book, and as he, as he refers to the large catechism, the creed tells us exactly who God is and what he does and how we praise or show and describe him that he may be known. The creed tells us exactly who God is. And we say it every time we recite the creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. There resides a constant reminder of who God is. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and my soul, my eyes and my ears and all my members, my reason and my senses, and he still takes care of them. This is our God, uniquely every one of us woven in the womb as God created us. We did not choose to be here, but God made each and every one of you out of his creative power. And for this reason, every single day, every single moment, we thank, praise, serve, and obey him because he is with us and he still takes care of us. He does not depart from us, but he is with us. God provides as we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. He provides and he still takes care of us daily. It's as if God is saying, all I give to you is sufficient. You need no other but being under my care. After all, he gives us clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, land and animals, wife and children and all that we have. He, he richly and daily provides for all of us to support this body and life. This is who our God is. And later I have a, a supermarket checklist uh, for my wife to go after Bible study tonight. But there again, I will re be reminded of how God provides for us continuously. Right? From the rain that hits the soil, the water that goes into that soil and hits that seed that was planted, that receives this water as the sun gives life, as the farmer picks the ripened fruit. After many seasons and days, these vegetables sprout and these items are taken to the store by the, the truck driver and there the supermarket employee places them on the shelf for you to buy and there you go to the clerk to pay for the items with the money that God has given you, the job that he has provided you. I don't know, is that what you think about every time you go to the supermarket? But if it is, this reason we thank, praise, and serve, and obey Him. This is our God. Not only that, but He is the God, the one who defends us against all danger and guards and protects all of us from all evil. Not only the physical, but also the spiritual. Likewise, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We credit God for his protection. 
Just as we were not uh, choosing to be born in this world, it is our Lord who also protects us from the evil that we cannot fight ourselves. We need our Lord. We need our God for who he is. And Harrison writes again, Nevertheless, I am to recognize in the daily ebb and flow of my life that God is holding danger at bay, bringing me safely through and guarding me from evil. If this were not so, I would be overrun at every turn. And he does. He gives us Jesus, who turns to the cross so that we may turn to him, that we may have the consolation given at Calvary. For this is the reason we thank, praise, serve, and obey him. This is our God. And I highly recommend that we together daily, every morning, every night, every work break, any time you have to recite the creed in your heart and mind, to open the catechism and read the explanations along with all the Bible verses as we dwell upon what it means to be under his care because we very well know that all things come from God. And I say that daily we need to do this because we very well know how easy it is in our flesh to be overrun by the things of this world. Overwhelmed by every turn. And soon enough how we turn from God to our own ways, believing that we are in this alone. As if all things fall square on our shoulders, as if we are the sole providers of our existence. And there we go, as we know, overwhelmed, worried, filled with burdens and anxieties, as if we have no answers at all. As I know for myself, this is the trap for me, the trap of independence. The devil is there. His stratagem is for me to turn from God and in turn turn to myself. His scheme is for my covetous heart to take over, to clamor for more, rather being content for what God gives and ultimately to fear, to lack that fear, love and trust in God above all things. Thanks be to God that we have this creed every time we recite it time and time again it calls us to return to his word I think we look at all the blessings of God right existence daily bread spiritual protection and we always ask ourselves why why would God do such a thing for me I don't deserve it I didn't earn it. I'm not the most perfect person in this world. I fall to sin. But this is where we find our God. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. Right? For all this it is my duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey him. This is our God that he provides 
our God, the one who is divine and good, full of mercy and grace and love for you, for a sinner like me, for a sinner like you. It is our God who provides in the midst of our sin. But through all the provisions, through all the multitude of ways in which He has given you all things, from your heartbeat to your breath, to hair, clothes, shoes, house, car, drink, food, and even more, and most importantly, as God gives you Jesus, the one who washes you clean, the one who destroys death for you, the one who is lifted high upon the tree for you. It is our God who gives you Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. The one who, for that forgiveness, not only dies, but three days later rises from the grave to give you life, a life that could never have Life without Jesus and His death and resurrection. It is our Lord who delivers you this very life through the true bread, our Savior Jesus Christ. You are forgiven of your sins. This is what our God does. He accomplishes salvation for you because we cannot. We do not bring our merits to God, but it's God who brings us Christ and His merits. Where there He goes as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who mends your wounds, wounds that we cannot cure ourselves, who rescues you from the dead, that in this death that we cannot make alive for ourselves, who delivers the weary, the weariness that we cannot overcome ourselves. It's Jesus. This is our God. And what a great God we have. And thus we live under our great God, the one who saved and rescues us, the one who leads us by his light, the one who gives us the joy to joyfully live as Lutherans as we live under the cross and empty tomb, as we live in this baptismal life, we're there in the promise therein that resides in the power of God's word in the water. There we live robed in Christ's righteousness, connected to his death and resurrection as the redeemed. The question has been answered by the body and blood of Jesus where death has lost its sting, where the accusations of the fiery darts of the devil, his work has been destroyed. Our salvation is yours because this is our God. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.